0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and
1: We are a True Crime Book Club podcast.
0: I'm your host, Tara.
1: And I'm your host, Michelle.
0: We are putting down our books and picking up the paper. Because this is the morning news. Yes, it is. I feel like it's been a little while since we did a morning news, so, yeah, so it's fun. It's, it's good to have a little fun morning news in between all of the Manson craziness. Yes, something a little bit more casual than the Manson trial, because that was yeah. a lot. <laughs> It's pretty heavy. <laughs> it took a lot out of me. I'm not going to lie <laughs> the entire process, but I think yeah. it was worth it because I, I personally really liked that episode. I think it was absolutely. I thought it pretty was great. fun. Yeah. But as for the morning news, I don't have any true crime news updates. Do you?
1: I do just have the one. Um, So Derek Chauvin, I believe his name is, um, the officer who sat on George Floyd's neck last year until he died is in the early days of his criminal trial for second degree murder, third degree murder and manslaughter. So I'm looking forward to seeing the results of that and hopefully there's some Mm -hmm. good justice served and yeah. And so far
0: from what I've seen, it looks like it's going well. Like I've seen lots of medical examiners on, on the stand and Mm -hmm. they've had some pretty compelling arguments. I uh, read a post about, I think a pneumologist um, specifically how George Floyd was trying to elevate himself so he could breathe better. And Mm -hmm. it's been really interesting so far. So definitely watching that as I'm sure everybody else is. Totally
1: besides COVID, it was one of the,
0: it was like the big crime case of last year. So.
1: Absolutely. Huge.
0: So yeah, I we'll mean, definitely
1: other shit happened because well, the states are crazy and whatever, <laughs> <laughs> yes, not but yes, go back there.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a lot, but that was a very, very significant case that happened last year, obviously. Absolutely. So yep, definitely. We'll we'll keep an eye on that.
1: And interestingly enough, the trial is already listed on Wikipedia's Trials of the Century category, so.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah. I believe it, really. It's Mm going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, shall we dive into today's articles? I think we should. Okay. All right, friends. Grab your glass and get cozy. Let's talk about murder. Tink, tink. All right. So, my article today, because I'm going first... Is from people.com and Christine Mm Pelisek is the author. And the title is Ex paramedic accused of using eye drops to kill wife also allegedly set helicopter on fire.
1: Well, I'm intrigued.
0: Yes. And it's not even today's bizarre article, it's like my main story. Like, it's got so much stuff going on. I'm very excited. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, maybe not for his wife. No, I mean, it's bad. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, but it's very intriguing. So I'm going to tell you about it. Joshua Hunsucker, a 35-year-old paramedic, has been charged with felony burning personal property for allegedly setting a helicopter on fire while in flight. This incident occurred about... (laughs) Yeah, that's bad. This incident occurred about one month before he was arrested in connection with the 2018 death of his wife, Stacy Hunsucker. It's a lot to take okay. in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a lot to take in. So we're going to go to the very beginning. Stacy Hunsucker, 32 year old mother of two, passed away suddenly on September 23rd, 2018, in her home, likely due to a heart issue. She had experienced medical problems since giving birth to one of her daughters five years prior and she even received a pacemaker in 2015. So in the beginning, although tragic, her death wasn't necessarily suspicious. However, her husband's behavior made Stacy's family concerned, and they pressed for the incident to be investigated further. What tipped them off was a multitude of red flags. Joshua was happy to accept the $250,000 insurance money and quickly had his new girlfriend move into the family home with him. Friends and colleagues also noticed that he hadn't seemed to be affected by his wife's passing. He also had given multiple different stories about how he found Stacy slumped over on the couch, and finally, he refused an autopsy and immediately had her remains cremated.
1: Oh yeah, he did it.
0: Yeah, just checking off all the classic husband-did-it boxes there, dude. Insurance like, money, like, like
1: no autopsy... Your stories are all screwed up, you got your girlfriend to move in. Right, just tick
0: tick tick. Immediately had her cremated to ask no questions. Right? If this was forensic files, I would literally be yelling, husband did it (laughs) at the TV. That's what I always do, but particularly (laughs) in this case, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. After looking into it further, it was discovered that she had likely been poisoned. So now that there's no body, how are they able to determine that she had been poisoned? Stacy was an organ donor, however, Joshua insisted that he didn't want his wife to be cut to pieces and did not allow the medical professionals to proceed. But they had already taken blood samples for testing as part of the organ donation process, and these samples had been saved. In her blood, they found a high level of tetrahydrosaline, about 30 to 40 times higher than the therapeutic level. This is an ingredient found in eye drops that reduces redness caused by minor eye irritations. So like visine or something, right? Exactly, visine. Also, it's found in some nasal sprays as well. Crazy. Mm -hmm. As mentioned previously, Joshua was a paramedic, so he would have a good understanding of how medications could react to the body. This medication in particular would have a dramatic effect on the heart and would cause heart stoppage or heart failure. Pretty interesting that someone with a previous heart condition was poisoned by a product that would cause heart complications, which would make the death look natural. It's almost as if it was perfectly planned.
1: (laughs) I think it was perfectly planned.
0: (laughs) Yes, everything is connecting. (laughs) Now, fast forward a year to November 26, 2019, about one month before Joshua... Joshua Hunsucker was to be, that name is just, I'm sorry, it's not good. It's not a good one, no. It's it's It feels weird to say with my mouth. I'm just like, ooh, it gives Hunsucker. me a mm. kind of mm. a gross feeling. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Joshua Hunsucker was to be arrested in connection to the death of his wife. He had been flying in a medical helicopter as part of his job as a paramedic when a fire broke out. Fortunately, there were no patients on board, and the pilot was able to make an emergency landing in a vehicle dealership parking lot. According to the police incident report, while mid flight over Charlotte, North, Cali- North Carolina, well, that was good talking. <laughs> I think I need a drink. Yep. While over Charlotte, North Carolina, Hunsucker allegedly torched a syringe pump inside the helicopter. <laughs> I know, I can see Michelle's face being like, "Mm, what? How does that work? What? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The reason for him doing this is currently unknown, or at least not being reported, but to me, I can only see one logical explanation. My theory is that he knew he was about to be arrested for his wife's murder, so he set the fire with intentions of crashing to his death. By doing so, it looked like an accidental death, especially since he wouldn't have been the only casualty. So... Yeah, well, he's already murdered once, so what's another? Exactly. He obviously doesn't care about other people's lives. How, and, how exactly did he torch a syringe pump, though? Like what? That was my question as well. I have so many. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. the fact that he also did this while flying over a city like that also really shows that he does not care about other people because they could have crashed human they could have crashed anywhere they could have crashed on a freeway they could have crashed like at a school i don't know like a mall like somewhere busy like it could have caused many more casualties like he obviously didn't care yeah he's He's not not a good person (laughs) no Hunsucker was charged with first-degree murder in December 2019, and on March 29th of this year, he was charged with felony burning personal property, as mentioned previously. He was then booked and released on $50,000 bond for his latest charge. He is to appear in court for this charge on May 18th. His murder trial is still pending, but he is currently out on bail. Of course. That's nice. That's nice. To end the story, focusing on the victim, Stacy Hunsucker, a friend, told WSOC TV that, quote, she did not deserve for this to happen to her. She was a great mother. She was a happy person, end quote. Aww. Yeah. And I read her, Terrible. like, actual obituary and it just hurt my heart. She looked like a really nice person.
1: Well, she's a mama. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where are those kids? Like, hopefully, with loving grandparents.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, leading up to it though, like, but man, she had medical problems and she like, obviously they both had to miss work to like, take care of her. And they also had lots of medical bills. So that was piling up and she couldn't do as much with the kids because she was, she was probably tired all the time and, you know, trying to recover and everything. So that was leading up to this whole thing. Plus he also had this other girlfriend on hold apparently so it's not looking very good well, for you joshua no no
1: you definitely did it
0: yeah definitely
1: definitely <laughs> allegedly you did it <laughs> my professional not professional opinion yes
0: <laughs> remember wow. take note for president nixon that allegedly is very important
1: <laughs> allegedly yes allegedly yes
0: yeah, well, so that's turn, right? Yeah, it's it's your turn.
1: That was uh that was a good one.
0: Yeah, I thought so.
1: My um my article's a couple weeks old actually, but it was a case I was following really closely because it was I thought it was going to have a really bad outcome and mm-hmm. it didn't. So I was really happy when it didn't, so I like telling happy stories on yes, here sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so the article title is OPP Find toddler missing in eastern Ontario forest for over three days alive and well. Uh, the author is Alexandra Mazier and Craig Kraus, and my source is Global News. And like I said, this is a, a couple weeks old. This little guy went missing. He wandered away from his family, and
0: yeah, I'll give you the de- the details. Yeah, please tell me.
1: OPP say a three-year-old boy lost in the woods north of Kingston, Ontario, for more than three days has been found alive and well. Police announced that three-year-old Jude Layton, who went missing in South Frontenac, Ontario, off of Canoe Lake Road, was recovered Wednesday afternoon. Um, The article was dated April 1st, just so you guys know. OPP had been searching for the boy since Sunday around noon. Police said some of their emergency response team officers found the boy around 3.20 p.m., sleeping near what OPP called Beaver Pond. Four of our ERT members, part of the search and rescue team, they were on another tasking to check another area. While they were on that tasking, they found Jude. It was a great finale to some very, very difficult days, said Constable Curtis Dick with Frontenac County OPP. Jude was found just under a kilometer away from the place he was last seen. There's a body of water that's attached to the property. So it was across that body of water. So a significant distance for sure, Dick said. Yeah, and the recovery kidding. came, yeah, the recovery came just about an hour after police said they were reducing the number of officers dedicated to the ground search. Police believe the toddler wandered away from the big retreat Sunday, being retreat Sunday, a property the Layton family owns. Search and rescue teams had been scouring the woods and water nearby ever since. OPP say, due condition, but he's being checked on by paramedics. He took some water. He responded well to that, and they were, being, they were able to bring him out to paramedics. Frontenac paramedics took the toddler to the Kingston General Hospital Wednesday um, by ambulance, and Dick said they're still trying to figure out how Jude evaded the extensive search efforts, which included 100 officers and search and rescue volunteers on the ground canine units, helicopters, and water search and rescue teams, but it's possible he was just on the move. Wild wow. guy.
0: Yeah, that's insane.
1: As for how the young child was able to survive in the wilderness through often rainy, cold, and blustery weather for more than 72 hours, they're not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what they can say for sure is that he was dressed for the weather. He had a winter jacket on with a heavy wool sweater his boots were still on so so given all those bonuses he thrived actually and he did very well oh so i'm so happy i know i when i first heard about it i was like oh my gosh this this little boy (laughs)
0: wandered away (laughs) sorry if you just heard something bash in my kitchen uh don't know you'd have to ask wiley (laughs) (laughs) i'm assuming all is fine we will (laughs) proceed
1: (laughs) Um yeah, when I first heard that this little boy had wandered away, I was like, Oh, this is not gonna end well. Like yeah. in, in crappy and rainy weather and he's fine. He's yeah awesome. Like he stayed away from the water, he obviously found shelter and slept when he needed to. And Yeah, it's
0: absolutely incredible. Like really a miracle almost. Yeah. And I don't usually use that word, but like that no, but... generally does not have that result. No. At all, no. and also considering it's it's April in Canada, yeah, you know, like Canada. like it's snowing. The weather is not shit. great. Even if it's it says rainy in there, like even then, like that's yeah. that is not a good condition for anybody no. to be out in the forest for seventy two exactly. hours. Like especially a three year old. Especially, yeah.
1: Right. Like my son is four, and I I was talking to my husband about this. I was like, if James wandered away. <laughs> like, would he be able to take care of himself? Right. Like chances are he would get in trouble because he'd take food from a bear. (laughs) Right. Probably. (laughs) No bear. bear. Those are my berries.
0: Don't do that. Would not recommend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You should tell James that you have to sit him down and be like, If you ever lost in the woods, don't take food from bears. Do not take
1: food from a bear. It's
0: similar to like, don't take candy from a stranger conversation, but is don't take food from bears. Food
1: from bears. Yeah. Yes.
0: Very important. (laughs) But not something that you really want to think about too much because it's such a scary thought and I can't even imagine what the parents were going through.
1: And I just remember reading like when they said that they were shutting down the search for the first night, like, yeah, because it was dark and like wandering around in the woods in the dark like that's not gonna no find anything his poor parents like I just kept thinking like how do you go back inside right I
0: (laughs) yep I can't imagine and I don't really want to all that much but I'm just so happy that the little dude is okay and hopefully he goes on story to tell when he's grown up (laughs) exactly maybe he'll be some like Wilderness dude, mountain man growing up. Like, yeah, this is what I'm meant to be
1: (laughs) one with nature.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) I can survive anything. (laughs) Right. That's amazing. I love it. Yes. All right. Well, bizarre article time. You ready for it? All right. It's my turn to pick the bizarre article for this week. And I went to our one of our Favorite websites which is canoe.com
1: Woo, love canoe.com
0: <laughs> Don't know why we've just had good success with it so and uh, for this one I did have a, have to dig a little bit. It's the article is like from January 2020 so I apologize it's not nothing recent but you know sometimes you gotta dig for the good ones. Yeah and, yeah, I'm excited. Good. So the article title Bear with me is kind of a mouthful <laughs> Dog bites cow cop shocks dog with stun gun. Cow then attacks cop. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot.
1: (laughs) It's a lot. Dog bites cow. Cop shocks dog with stun gun. Yep. Cow then attacks cop. Cop. Correct. You got it. All right. Tell me more.
0: I absolutely will. Um, so it starts off with, there was plenty of pain to go around after an incident involving a police officer, his own canine and a cow. <laughs> and okay. yes, this all happened in Georgetown, South Carolina, which is kind of funny. Cause my first story was from North Carolina. So what's oh, up Carolinas <laughs> coming for you. Um, The deputy was actually responding to a reported burglary while this all went down, so they got a little bit distracted.
1: (laughs) You don't say.
0: Yeah, so while investigating, the officer's uh, canine unit was distracted by a cow, and then reportedly the dog bit the cow, and it wouldn't let go, apparently, so in an attempt to de-escalate the situation and protect the cow from further injuries, the deputy thought the best thing to do was to shock the dog with a stun gun. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I guess it worked because the dog released at that point, and um, they were able to get it back into leash control, and they returned it to the deputy's vehicle. However... Upon retracting the dog, the cow then struck the deputy and the property owner. No. <laughs> it was pissed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's I like can't. The fucking
1: dog just bit me. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, <laughs> fuck you guys and your dog. <laughs> like, this is not okay. Here's what I think about you. I was minding my own business, chewing my cud, and I got fucking attacked.
1: <laughs> so screw you and the horse you rode in here on.
0: Yep. So that's what happened. The cops say the officer and the property owner sustained only minor injuries. Um they did Which didn't... is very fortunate. Yes. Yeah. I've I've been run at by an angry cow. It's very dangerous. They have a lot of weight behind them and you don't want to be in the way.
1: Nope. And they're scary when they decide that
0: they want to eat you. Yep. They sometimes are like, You're gonna die now. <laughs> like yeah. most of the time they're fine. Sometimes they're not.
1: They're not. Mm -mm. Mm -mm.
0: Um, Yeah. And they didn't say how how the dog or the gal was doing after this whole thing. I feel like they're probably fine. (laughs) Probably just shaken up a little bit by that whole crazy situation. But in the end, the only other update I have is (laughs) as for the burglary, it proved to be unfounded. So Oh, so it was a waste of time. <laughs> it was a waste of time. So either there was no burglary or the burglar saw this going on and they're like, like, okay, yeah, sweet. No. <laughs> Exit left. I'm getting out of here while this happens. Although I do want to watch, but. <laughs> right? <laughs> Better get See out of here. What happens next? Oh
1: yeah. My gosh. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. I thought it was a great. A great story it's just you can see it so perfectly in your mind can't you
1: yep i really can
0: it's an image
1: i mean i'm questioning the deputy's choice and shooting (laughs) his dog with a stun gun right really questioning that and if your canine unit doesn't release your recall that's Mm. a problem
0: that's exactly what i was just gonna say isn't there a command for that (laughs) like i believe they're trained for that yes but maybe the dog's like I thought it only pertained to people. This ain't a people. They said they said nothing about beef. Yeah. I'm <laughs> hungry for beef. What do you want me to do?
1: I like steak.
0: I saw my opportunity and I took it. <laughs> Did it work
1: out? Share my steak with anybody.
0: No. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. Oh,
1: that makes me laugh. Makes me yeah. happy.
0: Yeah. Well, that was good. I feel like this... Morning news is a little bit lighter than some previous ones. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, we've had some heavy ones, so
0: yeah. it's good to have some some lighter ones. I mean, know, my first story, breathable fluffy air. Yes, my first story. Somebody was Terrible. murdered. It's horrible. Hate that, but otherwise, all good things. <laughs> I I have questions about that story too.
1: Like, I want right? to know how he got the eye drops
0: in her. Like, yeah, I'm suspecting. I would assume so. I'm suspecting, like, you know, here, darling, here's some tea or something like that. And yeah. I made you a milkshake. Milkshakes. Yeah. You got to be careful of those milkshakes, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is the milkshake murderers. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Yes. Yes. So super cool. Interesting. Hopefully you guys liked our articles as well. And yeah, let us know what you thought. Yeah. But that's the thing that you say. So you say the thing. Yeah, you
1: already said it. So, but if you see a story <laughs> that you think we should cover, make sure to send it in. You can email us at murderedmirlot gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Murder Podcast, Facebook at Murder Merlot Podcast, and
0: Twitter at Murder Merlot One. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed, and if you don't, you're dead to me. And remember to drink wine, because it's not good to keep things followed up. bye